Ready? Did you get caffeine? Yes, I have it. I'm drinking it right now. Let's do it. I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome to Snacks with Stein, episode 24. I'm Danielle. Christy is joining us from Colorado. What up? And tonight, we are bringing you Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns, just in time for spooky season. I think when this episode drops, we're about like nine days away from Halloween, something like that, if I can do math. Yeah, we're right in the zone. Yeah. We're in the zone. So this is the perfect book for that. But first, we have a very special Patreon toast to start the show today. And it is for Johnny Dean, who was already a patron, but has chosen to increase his membership and has now become our very First, our inaugural Camp Jelly Jam Counselor. Woo! Yay! Huzzah! <laughs> and at this level, he gets so much stuff. I didn't even know what he got. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. So, stuff. so <laughs> he gets not only this Patreon toast, or a new one, rather, he gets to request a book for us to cover on the show. He's getting a special little gift from us in the mail. He gets access to the monthly snack recipes. And he gets to ask us for one favor. I am scared. But Johnny, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much again. So, so, so much. Everyone, raise your glass for your toast. Here's to you, Johnny, who helps keep the lights on and the show running. Your dedication to making sure we keep creating episodes is stunning. You get to choose a book and a favor just when things couldn't get any graver. Um, So there's not much that rhymes with running. So cheers, shit, we love you. (laughs) Cheers! Okay. So tell me about your snack. Okay, so uh, we we talked about this momentarily off camera. I had a small meltdown because I'm really missing Mexican restaurants and Tejano music and margaritas (laughs) and chips and salsa. So tonight I'm having chips and salsa. Yum. Nothing special, fruity or frilly. This is Pace salsa and cheapo <laughs> tortilla chips. And it's delicious. It. And Sometimes because I don't have to talk this time, I can edit out myself crunching. 
please ignore the crunching throughout this book. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay. So, tonight, as I said, we have Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. And this book is actually one I had never read before. And it, I think, is on the newer side of the spectrum. Not, like, ridiculously new, but newer. I was going to say, I've not heard of this one. I'm not familiar with this one. Yeah. It has a 96 copyright. So it's definitely on the latter half of things. And if you look at the list of books inside it, like, look for other Goosebumps. But it's really long. So this one has a really cool cover. It's super on theme. It's got some orange font with like a puke green, which we always love. And there's a group of kids or people, girls and boys, and they're dressed kind of all the same in dark colors. There's also an amazing dog. Looks like a bulldog to me. But they all have pumpkins for heads. Well, jack-o'-lanterns, I should say, for heads including the dog, which is pretty sweet. So we got a pumpkin dog, which I like. Sweet, okay, all right. And the tagline for this one is put one head in front of the other. Which, as we get through the story... You'll be walking out the door. (laughs) As we get through the story, think about this timeline because... Not timeline, sorry. Think about this tagline because it really makes no sense. Now that I've read the book, I'm like, what is this tagline? I don't I don't get it. But anyway. I feel like sometimes those are afterthoughts just thrown on there by the publisher. Yeah. And then the back tagline is pumpkin power, which I Do like. you think he writes those or the descriptions? I, I, I Maybe he helps with the description. No, I don't think so. I bet it's the publishing. I bet it's the editors who yeah. put the book art together. They're like, oh, we need something. So – Throw the shit on there. <laughs> right. I was just curious. It hadn't occurred to me before so. that he probably doesn't have a hand in that. I Probably not. I would okay. think it's copy editors and those kind of things, like the grunt people, right. you know? Right, right. That mm-hmm. has to be that. So, obviously, I chose this one because it's, it's Jack Lanterns and it's spooky season. It's the best time of the year. And that's all there is to it. So, okay. Here we go. Okay. I'm ready. Enjoy your chips. <laughs> so good. Drew Rockman is really tough, despite being the smallest girl in her class. She might actually be the smallest 12-year-old in the world. And her dad likes to call her Elf because of her height, her straight black hair, pointy nose, and pointy chin. Dad asked her where she was going, but she didn't respond. She likes to keep people guessing. And besides, she wasn't going anywhere. She was waiting for her friends to come to her house. It was autumn, her favorite season, because it meant Halloween was on the way. She likes it so much because it gives her a chance to look like someone or something else. And it's the one night of the year that she doesn't have to look like her pointy chin self. Unfortunately, I know. So sad. 
but they describe her as so ugly. Like, you get this visual of this kid, and you're like, ugh. Well, the, the things that you were saying is, like, my mind, I was like, oh, she's cute. She's a little, like, a little cute. And she's like, oh, fuck my chin. <laughs> but, like, a pointy nose and a pointy chin? That's a I double whammy. I don't know. I don't know. So, unfortunately, she has a problem with Halloween. Two kids in her class are her problem. Tabitha and Lee. For the past two years, Tabby and Lee have ruined Halloween for her and her best friend Walker, and they are furious about it. Their favorite holiday was ruined because two stuck-up kids thought they could do whatever they wanted. Drew's other friends, Shane and Shanna Martin, were also upset about it. They are twins who live in the house next door, and Drew thought they didn't look like anyone else in the world. They have round faces with curly ringlets of blonde hair, red rosy cheeks, cheery smiles, and they're both kind of short and chunky. Her dad <laughs> calls them roly polies. Oh, God. <laughs> Drew's dad's an asshole. He is. I cut some out, but throughout, basically he has a nickname or like a snide nickname for everyone. Like Walker had one, I forgot what it was, and he has some for every other kid that she knows. Oh, so good. the dad is just, the dad just does this. Nice. So, and she lives next door to the twins? Yes. So Drew and those are her neighbors. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like Hansel and Gretel? Yeah. Sounds like it. They have okay. ringlets for chubby. Mm-hmm. This year, the twins, Drew and Walker, were determined to do something about Tabby and Lee, but they had no idea what they were going to do, thus leading to this meeting at Drew's house. It all happened two years ago when they were 10. Walker was over at Drew's house working on his bike outside and Drew was watching the neighbors who were burning a pile of leaves. This was illegal in Riverdale, and Mr. Brockman always calls the police on people who do it, but Drew loved the smell. All of a sudden, Drew looks up to see Tabby and Lee standing over them. She looked perfect as always, straight blonde hair and sparkling green eyes. Lee was African-American and walks and acts really cool, which makes all the girls at school fawn over him. <laughs> Drew doesn't understand the appeal because you can never understand a word he's saying because he's always chewing a giant wad of green apple bubblegum. Drew asks what's up and Tabby makes a disgusted face, telling her that she has something hanging from her nose. Drew scrambles to wipe it away, but nothing was there. Just Tabby making another mean joke about her looks. Tabby knew she was sensitive about them, and Drew always fell for her tricks. Lee tells them he's having a Halloween party and asks if they want to come. They say, of course, which was a big mistake. The party was packed by the time Drew and Walker had arrived. Lee's parents had done a great job decorating and they run into Tabby right away. She was dressed up as a perfect pretty princess. How typical. She asks if Drew is supposed to be a mouse. 
And Drew growls, no, I am a Klingon. Haven't you watched Star Trek? (laughs) 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 Oh, Drew. So this is another thing I cut out, which I guess I should have left, but Drew has a thing about growling. Where, like, how, <laughs> how most people go like, uh, you know, or something. I guess she growls instead. And she does this repeatedly throughout the book whenever she is like angry. She's like, I'm growling again. So she's a growler. So, this kid. <laughs> yeah. This kid is awkward looking and a Trekkie <laughs> and she's angry about and, it. And she growls, and she growls at people. <laughs> oh, yes. I love her so much. <laughs> so tabby scoffs and insists that she must be a mouse she's like no you're a mouse and just like bounces walks away they spot the twins who are dressed up as snowmen and joining them by the fireplace they all comment about how great the party is and that their entire grade must be there Lee comes over dressed as Batman, and the group tells him how awesome the party is, but they're interrupted by a loud crash. It startles everyone, and Lee thinks it's coming from the basement. Staring into the open doorway, they hear another loud boom. Then heavy footsteps. Lee shouts that someone has broken into the house. Lee cries out for his mom and dad, but nobody answers, and he takes off toward their bedroom at the back of the house. The rest of the party is frozen in fear. He comes running back to the living room, trembling, and says his parents are gone. Someone shouts to call the police. And Walker echoes that sentiment, shouting, call 911. Lee jumps over the couch and grabs the phone. Drew sees him hit the emergency button, but the phone falls from his hands. The line is dead. Partygoers start to gasp and cry out. Drew starts to say something to Walker, but is interrupted by two figures bursting out from the basement door. One wore a blue ski mask, and the other a rubber gorilla mask. The gorilla shouts, party time, and laughs a cruel laugh. Drew was starting to panic. She could hear her heart pounding in her chest. Lee asks who they are and what happened to his parents. They laugh some more and say, they think they ran away when they saw us coming. Tabby was hiding behind Lee, but stepped out in front and tells them, you can't come in, we're having a party. And the two figures just laugh and laugh and laugh and shout, we're taking over. It's our party now. Everybody get down on the floor. Tabby screams at them that they can't do this. And another shouts, we don't have any money. We're just kids. They tell the group again to get down on the floor. And Drew can see that Shane and Shanna are having trouble in their costumes. The guy in the gorilla mask tells the twins to get down or he'll push them down. And in order to do so, poor Shanna's snowman costume breaks in half. Wait, are they armed? No. 
they just they're just jumped wearing out of the masks basement. yeah just wearing like everyone else at the party yes they're wearing masks and like jeans and leather jackets it's excellent okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool <laughs> cool everybody so get down everybody get down these masks are special they seem more threatening i mean i guess when you're 12 if you're 12 and you're like at a party and these randos bust in you might be kind of freaked out i don't know i go for the where are your parents again (laughs) so ski mask guy then tells everybody to start doing (laughs) push-ups everyone i'm sorry (laughs) go ahead Everyone is in shock. Someone asks how many they have to do. And he tells them, do them for a couple hours. By then, you'll be nice and warmed up and we'll think of something harder for you to do. Fuck it, bro. Just shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm dead. Drew and Walker both know they can't do this for hours. They'll faint or die. Kids begin to protest and the intruders tell them to start going faster or they'll make it three hours. (laughs) <laughs> Drew's arm trying to give out, and she knew that she wasn't going to make it for more than a few minutes. She looks up, and what she sees almost made her cry out in shock. She pokes Walker in the ribs and tells him to look. Tabby and Lee were standing in the doorway with shit-eating grins on their faces. Drew and Walker stopped doing push-ups, while the rest of the partygoers are still huffing and puffing away. Tappy and Lee each give each other the biggest of high fives and the true intruders take off their masks. Drew recognizes them as Todd Jeffrey and Joe someone or other, who are high school friends of Lee's. Drew was about to cry out in anger and she wanted to leap over the crowd, grab Tabby's tiara and strangle her with it. Todd then laughs and says, All a joke, guys. Happy Halloween. Lee tells everyone they can get up, and Tabby asks if they were scared. Everyone is just sort of in shock. Walker's mummy costume had unraveled, and he couldn't believe that anyone would play such a cruel joke. Poor Shane and Shanna's costumes were completely destroyed. Only Tabby and Lee were laughing. Nobody else thought this was the least bit funny. And that was how Tabby and Lee ruined Halloween two years ago. So last year, Drew and Walker decided to get their revenge. So these kids are assholes. Now we know. Seriously, but like, no, nobody in a mask is going to make me do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to keep circling back to that. Um <laughs> But like, it's like, especially little kids, like little kids are the way, like, I think you'd be able to convince an adult to do that before little kids. It'd be like, mm-hmm. meh, meh, I can't, you know, can we do them girl style? Like, how does, yeah. how does this work? <laughs> awesome. Well, okay, let's see what happens. Do they kill them? That's usually where this goes. Not yet. So the party's over. That okay. was last year. That ended. So last year, sorry, that was two years ago. So now we're at last year. We're still in the past. So last year, the party was at Drew's house. The only reason they were planning this party was to get their revenge on Tappy and Lee. 
It was a week before Halloween, and the foursome were planning out their decor. Shane and Shanna didn't want to go with the usual route of skeletons and jack-o'-lanterns, but Drew thought jack-o'-lanterns were pretty scary, especially when they had a candle inside. They had spent the entire school year coming up with ideas of how to scare Tabby and Lee. Firstly, they didn't want the joke to be on the whole part, just on those two. There were kids in their class who still had nightmares about guys in ski masks and gorilla costumes. Shane and Shanna had some crazy ideas, whereas Drew and Walker were thinking on the practical side. Trap them in sticky cobwebs, drop, drop Walker's tarantula on Tabby's head, or build a trap door and have them fall into Drew's basement. While that would be hilarious, Drew knew her parents would never let them cut up the floor. I like how that was in the practical column of cutting yeah. up the well, yeah, okay. Just <laughs> first of all, these kids suck at making up pranks. Secondly, <laughs> the ones that they do come up with, they're like, hmm, that's potentially deadly. Hmm, that's. I know. We're okay. gonna kill them. Shane and Anna had bought a dozen fake blood puddles and disgusting green slime from the costume shop, and they were trying to figure out what to do with them all. They thought about hanging the slime from the ceiling and having it cover Tabby and Lee but Drew had to keep asking them exactly how their plan would work. And they really didn't have any idea. So they're all back at square one. Then Shane suggests that they have the blood and the slime come pouring out of jack-o'-lanterns through the eyes and the mouths. Everyone liked that idea, but Drew wanted to make sure that whatever they did, it made them feel like they were in actual danger the same way they made them all feel last year. Then all of a sudden, the lights go out and a dry voice whispers in her ear. Come home with me. Come home with me now. Come home to where you belong. Come home to the grave. The voice sent a shiver down Drew's back. It was excellent. The lights turned on, and Walker had set his tape recorder down on the table. They all loved the voice he recorded and knew it would be a great way to scare Tabby and Lee, especially if they get their heads covered in slime at the same time. They had good ideas, but needed more. So they worked all week, dragging themselves through school and then back to Drew's to set traps and gags all throughout the house. They carved the ugliest jack-o'-lanterns and filled them with cockroaches, made a giant paper mache monster that fell out of the closet, and hid realistic snakes and spiders everywhere they could. Then the day had finally come. They were so tense and just ready for the night to begin. Drew raced home and realized that she didn't have a costume because she had been so busy getting ready for the party. So she had to be a Klingon again. But really, costumes didn't matter at all to her this year. <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> Gert. <laughs> I love it. I will also say that these kids have an amazing amount of focus. Um, yes. <laughs> I can remember many times as a child, you know, we'd gang up and like be like, we're going to do this, this, and this. And like, I know it's going to take a long time, but we're going to do this. And then the next day we're like, yeah. 
Let's just play Red <laughs> Rover. <laughs> they spent an entire year. They were party. in it. <laughs> All right. Come on, Klingon. Right. Let's do this. <laughs> so one hour before the party was due to start. The phone rang, and the call filled them all with dread. It was Tabby. Drew figured she was calling to ask what time the party started, and she starts to tell her the time when Tabby interrupts. Her and Lee weren't coming to the party. They were going to trick-or-treat with Lee's cousin, who gets to stay out till midnight and go to four different neighborhoods. The shock of it all made Drew fall to her knees. She could not believe it. An entire year of hard work for nothing. Her friends raced over to her and helped her up. She told them the bad news, but none of them took it as hard as Drew. The giant hole in the couch was what broke Drew out of her stupor. What is that? Shanna had been playing with the slime and dropped it, and it must have burned through the couch. They tried to cover it up before Drew's parents noticed, but it was too late. Drew is pretty sure they never recovered from the ruined couch. And that was how Tabby and Lee ruined another Halloween. What the fuck kind of slime is this? I know! (laughs) They don't explain. They're just like, she dropped the slime, and now there's a giant hole in the couch. So obviously, it's like radioactive. It could have been her hand, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We got it at the costume it shop. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck. I know, but it doesn't burn her. Like, she's playing with it, and they but were touching it. Clearly, it was, like, harvested from, like, the alien spit, and it's, like, <laughs> burning holes in a couch. A burning holes, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So here we are back now with this the present time. So we're back to the present. And it was finally Halloween and they were on their way to trick or treat. Tabby was a space princess because she was always some kind of stupid princess. I, I feel her. I, I have one of those. Natalie's been every oh. princess you can imagine. You were a skeleton princess. And an underwater princess. I love yeah. it. If I just put an action in front of it, princess. Pretty much whatever I need her to be for the opposite of Roman and then a, a tiara. Lee was dressed as Superman. Drew and Walker were classic sheep goats. It was a crisp night, and they couldn't find the twins right away, so they decided they'll meet up with them later. Forming their plan of attack, Walker suggests they go to the neighborhood known as the Willows. The houses were close together, and they could get a lot done at once. He declares that he wants to trick-or-treat all night, since this might be their last year going out. Next year, they'll be teenagers after all. That made Drew a bit upset, but she had to press on. Reaching the willows, the houses were lit with orange and green lights and lots of decorations. The foursome went from house to house, gleefully collecting tons of candy. It took them about 30 minutes to hit all the houses, and they reached the dead end of the cul-de-sac. Starting to think about where to go next, they noticed one more house. The lights were on, and there was a pumpkin in the window. 
Ringing the doorbell, the front door swung open instantly, and a small, white-haired woman answered. She immediately began to ooh and ah over their costumes. Drew couldn't understand what was so great about two sheets and a Superman, but the old woman called to her husband, Forrest, to come and see the wonderful costume, and then she invited them in, insisting they must come inside and show mm-hmm. Forrest their costumes. No. Because <laughs> because it was hard for him to get up. The group hesitated but stepped inside. The house felt like it was at least 500 degrees. Tabby led the way and the old woman led them down a hall and into a back room. Inside the room... <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. Why are they doing this? (laughs) Go ahead. Inside the room were dozens of kids in costumes. Some were crying, some were red-faced and angry, and others just sat on the floor looking defeated. Tabby's eyes are filled with fear, and Lee asks what is going on. Then a small, shaggy-haired man comes hobbling out from the corner, telling them... I like your costumes. Tabby shouts that they have to go, but the old woman had closed the door to the room and they were trapped. In unison, the old couple says, we like your costumes. We have to look at your costumes. You have to stay forever. I hate everything about this. (laughs) Hate it. I I hate it. (laughs) he's not not going in a good place I know it's not they're trapped now but no they're not it was a nice daydream because Drew was still outside of her house waiting for her friends and her head was filled with thoughts of scary old people with a house full of trick or treaters (laughs) that's a bitch move (laughs) but except in the end in her head She and Walker escaped out a side door, leaving Tabby and Lee to their doom. And the whole thing made her laugh. (laughs) Grr! Walker, Shane, and Shanna finally showed up and asked her what she was so happy about. She says she was laughing, thinking about Tabby and Lee. And once they were in her room, recounts her daydream to them. Shane reminds her that it's almost Halloween and they don't have time for daydreams. They need to get serious about this plan quick. Drew chimes in and says she has some good ideas for what they could do at a party. But Walker, Shane, and Shanna all shout, no parties. They couldn't go through what happened last year again. Drew starts to growl just thinking about it. (laughs) She'd never be over it. Shane and Shanna want to take the reins this year. They tried Drew's way and it didn't work. So it was time that she listened to them and they had an idea. Shane starts to whisper, barely loud enough for them all to hear. The plan was cruel, gross, and horrifying. But simple to do and there was no way it wouldn't work. Drew got chills just thinking about it. Walker thought it was a little bit mean, but Tabby and Lee did deserve it. The plan was set with a handshake. 
all Drew had to do now was invite Tabby and Lee to come trick-or-treat with them. And the group was elated. Drew's mom poked her head in the door as Shanna was about to say something else and asked what they were plotting. Drew tells her it's nothing, just what we're doing for Halloween and where to go for trick-or-treating. Then Drew's mom breaks the bad news. She doesn't think Drew should go trick-or-treating this year. Drew just about lost it, but held back her vow of revenge and started to ask her mom, why was she grounded? She hadn't done anything wrong. Her mom laughed and explained she wasn't grounded. She was just worried since the police said to be extra careful after four people in town had gone missing. She showed them all the newspaper with the headline, Local Mystery, Four Have Vanished. They were all adults, and Walker shouts, they're all fat. It was kind of odd. All four of the people were very, very large. One man looked like he had six chins. Shane and Shanna were oddly silent, and Drew figured they were just, they were just scared. They all beg and plead with Drew's mom to let her go, but she just keeps shaking her head no. Once again, Halloween was ruined. I'm with mom on this one, though, mostly because <laughs> you just showed me the um, trick-or-treat movie for the first time, um, which, thank you, by the way, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so good. Yes. And um, we have a whole discussion about that later if you want to. Um, yes. but it was very good, but like, that's the kind of vibe I'm starting to get. Like, okay, they're going to go mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Things are, mm -hmm. things are a little sinister. I'm a little scared. <laughs> and why are Shane and Shanna weird? Like, they're just like sitting there. Like, I don't know. Weirdos. I don't know what's happening right now. Like, we had a daydream <laughs> that made me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> And and now we can't go trick or treating because people are missing and also fat. And they're fat. Um, yeah, so yeah, only thanks, fat people. Thanks, missing. buddy. Like, <laughs> clearly. So I don't know if somebody's like getting fed to a monster. I don't know why else they would need to be fat. I don't know. I'm gonna let you tell the story, but I just okay. want to let you know that I'm afraid. Um, and it's I your like fault it. for showing me scary <laughs> movies. Because it was the movie. <laughs> it was the movie. So now I'm going to go then. <laughs> Your kids will never trick or treat again. <laughs> oh, we will. Just not in the middle of a global mm. pandemic. Right. <laughs> okay. So for two days straight, Drew's parents discussed whether or not to let Drew go out. And dad came to her defense. She was old enough. And if she went in a group, they would be safe and keep each other out of trouble. Mom kept trying to protest, but Drew ran upstairs before she'd get a word in to call everyone to share the good news. Now she just had to get Tabby and Lee to join them. It was a rainy Saturday morning, and she called Tabby only to find out she was at Lee's. So she heads over to his house, and Lee answers the door, and his appearance startled Drew. He had giant antennas on his head and was wearing what looked like a girl's striped swimsuit with a fuzzy yellow vest. 
I guess he was supposed to be a bee, but she thought he just looked stupid. <laughs> this visual of like this kid and like a fuzzy, but I don't know. <laughs> like a swimsuit? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So she thought he looked pretty stupid, but she wasn't about to tell him that. Tabby was inside fussing with Lee's tights for his costume, and she tells Drew that she's going to be a ballerina this year, and asks if Drew's baggy sweatsuit was her costume. Drew keeps her growls inside, takes a deep breath, and asks the million-dollar question. Tabby and Lee surprisingly agree. The trap was set. Tabby and Lee were in for the scariest Halloween of their lives. And it turns out, so were Drew, Walker, and the twins. Bum, bum, bum. The big night had arrived. Drew threw together a superhero costume, which she dubbed Super Drew. She knew it was lame, but she didn't care about costumes. This was about scaring Tabby and Lee to death. She was supposed to meet Walker on the corner at 7.30 and was already running behind. Grabbing a paper bag from the kitchen, she tried to dodge her parents, but no such luck. Dad stopped her at the staircase and insisted on a photo. But it was one problem after another. No flash. She didn't smile. And then he realized there was no film. All the while, Drew's mom is shouting advice from the living room. Don't talk to strangers. Stay in a group. If you see anything suspicious, <laughs> run away and come home. <laughs> I am Drew's mom. <laughs> Walker had probably thought she wasn't coming and left without her. Once again, Halloween was fucking ruined. <laughs> then the doorbell rang. It was someone dressed in all black. Dad asked Drew to grab the candy, but it wasn't a trick-or-treater. It was Walker. He was a, quote, dark and stormy night. Dad didn't quite get it until he brought out a water pistol and shot Drew in the face. It's <laughs> cute. It was a good costume. This sent Dad into a laughing fit, and he insisted her mom come see and they get another photo. Drew couldn't take it anymore. She shoved Walker out the front door and closed it shut. Tabby and Lee had probably already left without them. Why didn't Walker just wait at the corner? They had planned the night to a tea, and everything was already out of hand. Arriving at the corner, both of them were tense and had knots in their stomach. They needed to calm down. But there was no sign of Tabby and Lee. Walker began pacing next to the hedge, and it was driving Drew insane. She starts to tell him to stop but her voice gets caught in her throat. Walker heard something too. It was a cough, but not a human cough. More like an animal snarl. Drew hears a scraping sound and the hedge begins to shiver. Walker demands to know who is there and if this is a joke. Then they hear another growl. Drew screams as two snarling, ugly creatures come jumping out of the hedge, saliva dripping from their teeth. 
She didn't have a chance to move before one of them pinned her to the ground and began biting her shoulder. She heard Walker screaming, let go, but her cape was covering her like a blanket and she couldn't see a thing. Then with a frantic burst of energy, she reached up and tried to hit the creature in the face. To her surprise, it pulled off easily and she looked up to see Todd Jeffrey's stupid fucking face. The same Todd Jeffrey who helped Tabby and Lee ruin Halloween two years ago. Drew was furious. The other creature who was wrestling with Walker was his stupid friend, Joe. They both laughed like hyenas and said, gotcha good. Drew was growling under her breath. She was only made worse when Tabby and Lee stepped out from behind the hedge, smiling and laughing. Drew asked how long they had been back there, and Tabby says, the whole time. Drew has to keep her cool. She knows that this time they won't have the last laugh. Soon enough, they'll be the ones scared out of their minds. Thankfully, Todd and Joe were not coming trick-or-treating with them, but were just going to roam around the neighborhood scaring kids because they were creeps. <sighs> These kids. I know. So mean. But I, I mean, I guess that's pretty true, though. Like, there's always those, like, mm-hmm. I don't bully know. kids. Yeah. Well, like, kids that are just a little shit. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, that's, that's their, their prime directive is just to, <laughs> just Be to butts. see how much, like, havoc we can wreak and, like, yeah. how long we mm-hmm. can get away with it. And that's mm-hmm. the game. So, I yep. mean, I'm not that mad about it. It's Halloween, but at the same time. <laughs> You're not Drew, who's growling, really mad. Drew is really mad. I I fucking love Drew, okay? Drew is such a nerd. She is, I'm connecting with Drew on a level. Proceed. So Tabby asks about Shane and Shanna, and Drew says they'll be meeting up with them later. She was getting a bit concerned, though, because they were supposed to meet them at 8, and it was already 8.15. Would Halloween be ruined again? She's very concerned that again, it's ruined. I mean, if it doesn't work out this time, next year just stay home, watch some scary movies. Like Exactly. Give up. How many years? <laughs> um, I'm just saying, yeah, they could have pursued up. some other things. They got to give up. They approach the first house and the woman inside comments on how wonderful their costumes are but Drew is too worried about Shane and Shanna to really notice or even hold out her bag for treats. The neighborhood was full of kids, running this way and that way, mostly little ones, but some group of kids she recognized from her class. All Drew could think about was the twins. If they didn't show up, but she stopped herself from finishing her thought. Their bags were getting full, and Tabby was looking to trade anyone for a Kit Kat. Lee was happy they only got one apple, which he decided to throw across the street, and Tabby dumped hers on a neighbor's lawn. As the night wore on, Drew was even more convinced of how much these two deserved a good scare. They had reached the corner where the street light was broken, so everything was dark. A tall tree had also covered any moonlight that could light their path. 
Drew screams as two figures leap out from behind the tree. At first she thought it was Joe and Todd coming back for more, but it wasn't. The two figures wore long flowing robes that touched the ground and on their heads, they wore pumpkins. Giant pumpkins were resting on their shoulders. Walker, Tabby, and Lee all gasped in shock. The pumpkin-headed creatures turned around to reveal hideous carved faces with jagged grins and bright orange flames dancing inside their heads. Drew and Walker screamed so loud the whole neighborhood could probably hear. But Tabby and Lee, on the other hand, were just staring at the pumpkin heads calmly, the flames casting an orange glow over their faces. Tabby turns to Drew and Walker and is not impressed. They would have to do better if they were trying to scare her and Lee. They know it's Shane and Shanna. She and Lee start peering inside the pumpkin heads, asking all sorts of questions about how they're getting the lights to work and where they got the costumes. Drew was crestfallen. Halloween was another disaster, but Walker tried to reassure her that it was early. Shane and Shanna must have more planned. Did I lose you? Oh, you're still there. No, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm into it. I'm feeling it. Like, I'm getting a super hard, like... Halloween like, no. trick-or-treat vibe, like and <laughs> pumpkins are going down the middle of the street with this like badass guitar in the background. <laughs> like I'm with you. I just okay. I'm not talking. I'm with you. I was just making sure because we know we cut out. So I was like, oh God. No, I'm on the street okay. with these kids. Let's do it. Okay. On the street with the kids. It was getting cold on the corner, and clearly this part of the plan had failed. So the group decides to keep trick-or-treating. Drew suggests they go to Tabby's neighborhood next. But out of nowhere, a hoarse cackle comes from inside the pumpkin. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. We know a better neighborhood. Tabby rolled her eyes. She was not impressed with the scary voices and tells them to just cut the shit. She liked their costumes, but the voices were just stupid. Follow us. The flames from inside their heads were guiding them like torches. Walker and Drew were confused. This was not part of the plan. They had no idea where Shane and Shanna were taking them. They walked for three blocks, passing many houses along the way. The pumpkin heads were taking big strides and it was getting tough to keep up with them. By now, all of their costumes were looking a little worse for wear. Lee and Tabby were getting frustrated by all the potential candy they were missing as the pumpkin heads just kept walking. They kept saying over and over, A new neighborhood. A better neighborhood. You'll see. Drew was really getting worried, and she could tell Walker was feeling anxious as well. Shane and Shanna were acting too weird. Then the pumpkin head stepped off the sidewalk and toward the darkened woods. Why were they walking? <laughs> Why were they walking into the woods? All of her mom's warnings about the four missing fat people came flooding back. They shouldn't be walking into the woods. They should be staying in a lighted neighborhood. 
just past these woods, a new neighborhood. You'll see. The pumpkin head whispered. Drew reminded herself that Shane and Jana were good friends. They wouldn't do anything to harm anyone. But she had a terrible feeling about all of this anyway. Tabby wailed angrily. We have to get out of these woods. But Jane and Jana ignored all of their complaints. Then soon enough, they stepped out of the woods and were greeted by streetlights and over two rows of brightly lit houses. They all cheered. The pumpkin head croaked. Now we can trick or treat. Lee asked where they were and what the neighborhood was called, but neither pumpkin answered. Starting down the street, going house to house, which were all close together, they could get so much candy and fast. The houses felt like they went on for miles. Walker's shoe had come untied, so the group stopped to wait for him. But the pumpkin head turned back, flames appearing to shoot out of the triangle eyes, and tells him to hurry up. They have no time to waste. Everyone was getting really tired, and all of their bags nearly fell to the top. Drew had to carry hers with two hands, and Tabby was struggling with the weight on her shoulder. But the pumpkin heads kept insisting. More houses. Lots more. It was getting late, and there were hardly any trick-or-treaters left on the street. It was time to quit. But the pumpkin said, You can't quit. Keep going. You can't quit. They both appeared to float above the ground, the fire raging in their triangle eyes. You can't quit. You can't ever quit. The pumpkin heads began circling them, insisting over and over again. Another block, another block. Tabby was over it, but Lee's knees began to buckle and you could tell he was getting scared. Tabby tried to dodge them and hurt to walk home, but they blocked her path. They kept swirling faster and faster and faster until it looked like they were trapped in a wall of flames. <laughs> you will obey. They were trapped, prisoners to their wall of fire. The pumpkins forced them from house to house, each of them commenting, hey, you kids are out pretty late. But they covered both sides of the block. No more cars were driving by and houses were starting to turn off their lights. You know what it is? The pumpkins haven't found the house that gives out the full-size candy bars yet. That's it. You guessed it. They're looking for the full-size candy bars. You guys, it's the biggest house. (laughs) Go find the biggest house you can find. They've got the good shit. They got it. The richy rich. That's right. You go to the best house on the block, that's where Mm -hmm. the full sizes are. Yep. There's one neighborhood here. Well, one town, Hillsboro, all the kids would go there because, you know, you got the full-size candy bars. Don't bother anywhere else. Just go to Hillsboro and you're loaded. You're good. It's all the rich people. <clears throat> yep. So the pumpkins just keep insisting. Lots more houses. Lots more. Tabby finally yells back, no way. She was trying to sound strong, but Drew could hear a, slump, a tremble in her voice. Hurry, you can't stop now. You can't. At this point, all of the kids were shouting back in protest, but it was too late. Walker had lost a shoe, and their bags of candy were so full they were going to break. 
they began to swirl and circle the trio again. The wall of flames keeping them trapped inside. This time, they began to hiss. <laughs> sounding like snakes about to strike. It got louder and louder until Drew screamed, Stop it! You're not Shane and Shanna! Stop it! Drew demanded to know what was going on and who the pumpkin heads actually were. The swirling stopped, but the flames still flicked and flashed out of their mouths and eyes. Tabby and Lee were just angry and not even the slightest bit scared. They accused Drew and Walker of playing this stupid joke and just to make it stop. They were done. So they each grabbed a pumpkin head and tugged. All four of them screamed. There were no heads underneath. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, man. Yeah, we saw that coming. Their screams cut through the air like sirens. The pumpkin head fell from Tabby's hands and onto the ground with a thud. Lee was still holding his pumpkin, but dropped it as soon as the mouth began to move. The heads grinned up at them from the grass. Drew wanted to run, but her legs couldn't move. Walker was holding onto her for dear life, and Tabby and Lee were huddled together. Both of them a complete mess. The flames inside the pumpkins grew wider, and their eyes narrowed. An ugly laugh came from their crooked mouths. (laughs) It was more like a throat clearing or a cough than a laugh. By now, Tabby and Lee had backed up so far they were behind Drew and Walker. The two heads laughed in unison and the two bodies moved quickly, reaching out long arms to grab their heads in the grass. Drew thought they were going to place the pumpkins back on their shoulders, but instead they held them out in front of their chests, still laughing. Their mouths were twisting around their faces and their triangle eyes stared blankly back at them. Drew calls out, asking who they were, but the pumpkin heads just kept laughing. Drew asked again, where are Shane and Shanna? Where are their friends? But the pumpkins just hissed and their smiles grew wider. Walker whispered to Drew they should try to run. They have to get away. Maybe we can catch them by surprise. So they all dash off, but their legs are so wobbly and weak that they struggle to get very far. With shrill, frightening hisses, the pumpkins were whirling around them once again, trapped in the circle of flames. Looking through the flames for someone to help, Drew sees that the street is deserted. No cars, no people, not even an animal. Glaring menacingly down at them, they raise their pumpkin heads high above their shoulders. More houses, more houses. You cannot stop. You must keep trick-or-treating. Pick up your bags now. Lee shouted first. They don't want to trick-or-treat anymore. They want to go. Let us go home. But the pumpkins bumped into them, jostling them and forcing them to huddle together. They had no choice. 
and the pumpkin heads push them to the first house on the block. Tabby asked how long they have to do this, and they grinned together and declared, Forever. the first house, they tried to ask for help, explaining that two pumpkin monsters were forcing them to trick-or-treat and to please help them. But of course, they just laughed and shut the door on their faces. The pumpkins, it's like, why would you even ask? Why? You're going to say these pumpkins are attacking us? No. No. I get what you're trying to do. I get it. Like, you're scared. You're asking for help. But I'm like, no one's going to believe you. Well, again, I, like, yes, the pumpkins are creepy, but the pumpkins also don't seem to be armed. Again, so I think it, but they have fire, fire I guess. They have fire. They could burn you. I guess they could burn me. But, like, mm-hmm. it, honestly, if I'm that tired, <laughs> I feel like, like it's cool. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, head gnome now. <laughs> The pumpkins were growing more and more impatient, barely giving them a chance to say thank you before they were being pushed to the next house. Tabby caught up with Drew and whispered what they were going to do. They have to get away from these monsters. Drew could tell she was finally scared. Tabby even admitted it, and it sounded like she was about to cry. They went from house to house, dragging their bulging trick-or-treat bags. Lee was keeping his head down and dragged his sack behind him. Drew kept looking for any chance to escape, but the pumpkins never let them out of their sight, continuing to chant, More houses, more houses, more houses. Tabby tells Drew that she and Lee are starting to feel sick. This has to end. They all gasped when they finally noticed someone. It was a man in a blue uniform. At first they hoped was a police officer, but it was just a guy coming home from work. Tabby screamed, help, and the kids raced across the street and surrounded him. He asked if they're lost, and they all start telling him about the pumpkin heads and that they can't stop trick-or-treating. And like everyone else that night, he just laughs at them. But they keep pleading, and they turn to point out where they left the monsters. But they were gone. The man laughed again, wished them a happy Halloween, and headed up the driveway and into his house. Lee yells for everyone to get out of there. But as soon as they took off running, the pumpkin heads appeared from behind a low hedge, hissing and shooting flames from their eyes. Resuming their chant of more houses, more houses. Tabby starts to cry and Lee is begging them to let them stop. But they just keep telling them they can't stop. They have to keep going. The kids show them their two full bags, candy spilling out on the street. Their bags are too full. They have to stop. Make it stop. The pumpkin head replies, That's no problem. Sneering back at them, the pumpkin head says, Start eating. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. That's not okay. Do you know what this reminds me of? Um... Was it the Treehouse of Horror where Homer Simpson makes a deal with a devil for the donut? Oh, 
Do you remember? Um, and then I had yes. to spend the day in hell eating donuts constantly. Yeah, donuts. <laughs> yep. And then like six hours later, the demon's like, he should have cracked by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, these kids have cracked. They are protesting and crying. But the pumpkin heads rise up and circle them again. The flames coming out of their eyes and hot breath coming from their mouths burns as it hits the kids' faces. They all knew they would end up inside the flames if they didn't obey. Mm -mm. So they all Mm -mm. started to eat. No, I I can't. No, no. I'm out. I'm done. I can't. I hate this shit. I hate eating challenges. I think they're awful. I cannot handle it. Like, it makes... Okay. It'll be over quick. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm gonna put my big girl panties on because ew. you can do it. they all started to eat they had no choice shoving candy into their mouths not even tasting what they were eating Tabby is crying and the pumpkins are chanting faster faster eat 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 all of them start to feel like they're going to throw up Lee protests and says he can't but the pumpkin just leaned over him, the hot flames so close that he was beginning to sweat. All four of them were huddled on the curb, shoving candy into their mouths, trembling, frightened, and sick. They had been stuffing their faces for several minutes now. Tabby had chocolate all over her face and some in her hair. Lee and Walker were doubled over on the grass, burping and dry heaving. Oh, no. <laughs> All of them never wanted to see another piece of candy again. Pleading with the pumpkins to make it stop, telling them everyone is asleep, no one will enter the door, just let us go. They will in this neighborhood, hissed one of the pumpkins. It was no use to resist. They helped each other up off the ground, dragging their two heavy sacks by their sides. They trudged up the block and onto the next house. The porch light was still on, but they knew it was too late. Nobody was going to answer. Waiting at the door, shivering and sick, the front door opened and they all gasped. Staring back at them was a woman, a woman with a jack-o'-lantern head. She dropped some candy into their bags, but the kids were too shocked to see what it was. The other pumpkin creatures demanded they keep going before they could ask who or what the fuck just happened. At each house, by little house, they were greeted by another creature with a jack-o'-lantern head. It was as if this strange neighborhood was suddenly full of pumpkin-headed people. Forcing them to the next block, Tabby resists and sets her bag down on the wet cement. She was done, and so was Lee. They weren't taking another step. The pumpkin-headed creatures flew high into the air, their eyes wide and mouth stretched open, wailing into the night air like the loudest siren any of them had ever heard. Then they tilted their heads back and shot flames straight up into the sky. The siren-like wail was growing louder and louder and Drew had to cover her ears. Then she noticed a flash of light. More pumpkin-headed creatures were leaving their homes and joining them in the sky, floating and bobbing through the air, hissing like snakes and joining in the siren call. 
Dozens of them had filled the air, surrounding Drew, Walker, Tabby, and Lee. They all began to chant. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Four creatures stepped forward into the circle, and once Drew saw what they were holding, she screamed at the top of her lungs. In their hands were four extra pumpkin heads. These are for you, they hissed. These will be your new heads. Tabby screamed and shouted, You can't! But her cry was cut short as the creature slammed the pumpkin over her head. Lee tried to run, but he wasn't fast enough, and the pumpkin was slammed over his head too. The two of them took off running and screaming into the night clawing at their new heads. The creatures then turned their attention to Walker and Drew, raising the remaining two pumpkins over them. Walker starts to shout, You can't! Please! Please don't make me a pumpkin head! And then they both burst out laughing. How is this accomplished? Like, were, did they slip them some peyote? I'm very confused. <laughs> we're getting there. We're almost done. We're close. <clears throat> okay. The creatures set the two pumpkin heads down on the ground as their own heads started to change shape. Soon enough, Shane and Shanna had their own heads back. They finally did it. Tabby and Lee were actually scared to death. Drew and Walker were laughing so hard, it hurt. Chanting joyfully and dancing in the street, they had finally got their revenge. Drew takes Shane and Shanna into a big bear hug. It certainly helps to have aliens from another planet as best friends. What the fuck? They're aliens. Look, I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> Shane oh, tells really? her to keep her voice down. Oh, we're almost there. Go ahead. Sorry. Shane tells her to keep her voice down. They wouldn't want anyone else hearing about their special powers. Drew says that she knows that, and it's why they never used them to scare Tabby and Lee before. But this year, they were desperate. Shane turned to the rest of the pumpkin-headed people, still circling the air, and said, Thanks for your help, brothers and sisters. Return home before anyone sees you. And they all disappeared back into their houses. Walker, Shane, Shanna, and Drew all start the long walk home, very heavy treat bags dragging behind them. They all start to wonder if Tabby and Lee will ever realize they can take off their pumpkin heads. And they all start to laugh again. Reaching the bottom of Drew's driveway, they start to go their separate ways. She thanks Shane and Shanna again and explains they are greater than great and this is the best Halloween ever. And even better, aliens don't eat candy, so she and Walker get to keep it all. Drew paused for a moment and realized she had never seen Shane and Shanna eat. So she asks, what do you guys eat? Shane says, you'll find out what we eat when you fill out a bit, you're still really bony. People from our planet only like to eat plump adults. Drew's mouth hangs open. They have to be kidding. Right? Right? The end. <laughs> hmm. 
aliens. I was so on board. <laughs> so bought in. I was I was in it to I mean the oh wow. I enjoyed this one. Like the the Halloween feel of it. Like it's so you got you can you're on the street with these kids. Like you're trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Shit's going down. And then aliens. Ooh. Although I have to admit, I I thought it was some had to be something kind of like that. I was I was leaning in the direction of like maybe this like Hansel and Gretel kids are like Norwegian and this is some old school black magic <laughs> and they could have like that would have been casually cool. conjured up a jack o' lantern army. Um, but aliens. Hmm. I like aliens. I, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I didn't get, I did not predict it either. I was definitely like, what? So I figured they would find Shane and Shanna, like, in some typical boring way. Like, guys, we got stomach aches that never came, you know? <laughs> but something uh, like that. I like it how we escalated things to actual torture. Mm-hmm. Like with the, you know, the marching them to trick or treat and then mm-hmm. forcing them with the candy and then like scarring them for life. <laughs> um, I mean, kids are they're little shits, but yeah. Man. It was hard. They were gotta... hardcore. Yeah. It was. I, don't know, I, but I really it. liked that one. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. So festive. Yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, there definitely came a point where I was like, all right, how are they doing this? Yeah. It definitely took turns I didn't expect, which I liked. I was like, oh, good. I didn't. Because sometimes you can kind of figure it out. And then this one, I was like, aliens. Like, well, and then I thought maybe it was, like, a dimensional thing. Like, I thought, mm-hmm. um, like, the twins were going to come around the corner and also be seen at the same time as these Jack yeah. Lantern people. Mm-hmm. And then we would know that it wasn't them. And then, like, the journey through the woods was actually, like, a journey um, to another place. Yeah. I could see um, that, too. I like that it did circle one. back to the missing fat people. And now we know they ate them. We can safely assume that Shane and Shannon's family ate the fat people. <laughs> yeah. A little shade there, I thought. Like, really, mm-hmm. guys? Like... <laughs> Wouldn't you want like somebody well muscled? Like fat, there's no, there's no nutritional value. And well, I mean, I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's what they want. Fat people. <laughs> hey, aliens, man. Aliens. <laughs> what are you gonna do? No, but I like that one. I I very much enjoyed it. That's probably yeah. one of my favorites so far. Yay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well. That is amazing, and I <laughs> always love it when you tell me a story. So really quickly, before we uh, close the show, uh, I just want to mention that we did create a little bit of merch for those of you who want it. Um, you know, we've got, like, mugs and some shirts and stuff, too. So if, if that's your thing, if you like to have merch, we, we did make a little bit. Um, the link for that is on our Facebook group, or you can message us on any of the platforms and we'll get you that link. Um, if you want to go and check it out, it is through my Etsy store right now, because that was just the easiest thing to do. It's already set up and established. And I just threw some things 
in there for you guys if you want them. So if that's what you want, go get it. Cool. So next week, we are finishing out the 99 Fear Street with the third horror. It is the end. It is the end, yes. End of the arc. And so far, we are 50%. So <laughs> hopefully, we'll see what happens. We'll but see. until next time, we are out. Like that big Russian guy in Rocky Four. Bye.